The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help! I need somebody! Help! Not just anybody! Help! You know I need someone! Help! Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to episode 275 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I'm a physician retired from medical practice. Our topic today is my wife my family caregiver for my MS. MS means multiple sclerosis. Multiple sclerosis damages the nerves and interferes with the communications between the brain and the muscles. Multiple sclerosis is associated with difficulties such as loss of the ability to walk or to speak clearly, uh, muscle stiffness or spasms, paralysis especially in the legs, problems with bladder, bowel, or sexual function, forgetfulness, problems concentrating, depression, and even seizures. Multiple sclerosis has no cure, and its cause is unknown, but it is helped by treatment which aims to manage symptoms and reduce the progress of the condition. Now, multiple sclerosis involves family caregivers whose support is so often crucial in enabling family members with MS to lead happy and productive lives with their family caregivers, despite the challenges to them both of the MS. Which is why our topic, my wife, my family caregiver for my MS, is so important. To discuss it, our guest, my guest, is Tim Manson. Tim is the owner of Innovative Horizons, His services from that organization include organizational development and motivational speaking. His own story of overcoming multiple sclerosis inspires his listeners to overcome the obstacles life places in their paths. His mission is inspiring others with MS so that they can create the kind of life they truly want. His motto is changing minds one heart at a time. He's an experienced leader, educator, consultant, and avid horseman with over 34 years of experience of adult training and over 45 years of experience working with horses. He's a pioneer in the field of equine-assisted professional and personal development. And in these programs, he partners with horses that help to facilitate positive changes in the human participants, leadership, team building, and communications. By examining equine behavior and how the horses react to us, says Tim, we can better understand what may be more effective in our situations. So welcome to the show, Tim. Thank you, Gordon. I appreciate the opportunity. 
Great. Now, first question for you. Please tell us more about your life with the MS. Tim? Everyone knows where they were when catastrophic occurrences happened in their lives. I remember where I was in second grade when President Kennedy was assassinated and where I was when the Twin Towers came down. And I remember to the exact day of April 9th, 2005, exactly 10 o'clock in the morning, when the doctor gave me that diagnosis of multiple sclerosis. Uh, the symptoms weren't too apparent at the time. I had woken up one day fine one day, and the next day my hand was more like a claw. And the numbness in that hand proceeded to go up and up my arm until eventually it made its way to my shoulder, and my left arm was just a, a hanging piece of meat there. And it takes a lot to get me to go to, to a doctor, so I kind of figured at that point I probably ought to do that. And uh, you know, we went to the doctor and got uh, got the diagnosis, had the CAT scans and the MRIs, and found the lesions on the brain and the whole works. Uh, and so there we there we go. We're off to the races with with MS. I hadn't known anyone that had MS at the time. I barely knew what it was, and and could hardly even spell it. But I began to do a lot of research and learn more about MS in a short time than I really ever wanted to know. And, and as time has gone on, the, my MS began with what's called remitting recurring, which means uh, it, an exacerbation will come up and affect you in some way. And it will go away, and you'll come back to, to probably 90% of what you were before it happened. And that comes and goes. And that was the way it was for the first few years. And as time has gone on, the exacerbations have been more intense, I suppose is the right word to use, and has caused more damage in, in uh, the use of uh, old walking is, is a big issue for me. Uh, I can't walk very real far uh, or stay on my feet for a long time as I, as I used to, and I still have some weakness in, in mostly the left side, left arm, left leg. Uh, but I'm still walking upright on this side of the green grass, and every day I can wake up and there's not six feet of dirt on top of my face means it's going to be a good day. That's great. Tim, please tell us about your work with Innovative Horizons. What is that and what do you do? Tim? Well, I began that company part-time, if you will, when I was working for a defense contractor. I, I wanted to get my own training organization out there and started providing just regular classroom training programs for companies. And then I discovered the art of equine-assisted learning. And since I'd been around horses all of my life since a small boy and in adult learning for my entire adult career in one capacity or another, I decided to combine those two. And I shifted from a classroom environment to an outdoor arena experiential environment where I, I partner with horses to help humans in overcoming the obstacles that they're having either in their personal lives or in professional lives with organizations and, and helping with organizational development. It's all about observing equine body language as the horses react to what the humans are doing. And really it's all about congruency. If the humans are being congruent, if they're working well as a team, and doing the things that, that they really sh know they should be doing, horses go along fat, dumb, and happy and are willing to work with them. But when they're not, 
when everyone's going in different directions, there's no true leadership, uh, communication breaks down. Horses want nothing to do with those humans, and in so many different ways, they will have different body language signs that tell us that, and it's my job as the facilitator to watch the horses and, and kind of interpret what it is that they're trying to tell us. And it, it really does bring about some phenomenal changes in organizations. I've never had a company yet tell me that it was just a fun day out of the office. They actually got some things out of it and was able to put things to good use back in the organization. I've had people call me up months later and say, you know, such and such happened at work. And I just thought, what would Bob do? And he was one of the horses that I used in their program. So it, it's something that really sticks with an organization for a long time, which is a much different attribute than most of the experience or training programs, programs that are out there. Right. Now, I want to switch a focus of the question, and I want you to tell, us, to tell us, please, about your wife's life with you as you live with the MS. Tim, please. She was there from the very first, from the diagnosis in that neurologist's office. And, you know, we've been married for 35 years, just had our anniversary, and she hasn't left me yet for all the extra work I've caused her now since the, since the diagnosis. She's obviously got more mental stress and, and some anguish from worrying about me more than she used to, although uh, I was in the military for m many years and she worried about me there too. But she's really, and she's really had to become the main breadwinner for the family as my MS has progressed and, and my symptoms have worsened. And I've been able to do less and less with Innovative Horizons. Um, she's had to become really an expert in SSI disability, Medicare, and, and things like that much sooner than a person of her age normally would have. And, and of course, she's frustrated with my short-term memory. I, I either think I've told her things that I didn't, or I ask her the same question multiple times. But God bless her, she sticks with me and just sighs and tells me the same answer again and again. So she's she's really been my rock and my inspiration uh, to get through this, this MS. Does she work with you when you're working with the horses? She has on occasion. Uh, it's not necessarily her thing, but, but she has assisted me as a co-facilitator a few times in that and, and behind the scenes helping with the horses. So it's between her and you, I get the impression from what you've said already, this is teamwork between the two of you, supporting each other, even to the point where your wife helps you with your business, which wouldn't really, if I got it right, have been her choice of things to do. Am I right about that? Absolutely right. Uh, she's She puts herself out there and does whatever it takes to to help me and and I'm, she's always concerned with me but she also knows that that she wants me to follow my dreams and she's here to support me and help me in those efforts uh, so she's always wanted to do that so yes she'll put herself in those positions with a horse program where it's it's uh, not the most fun thing for her to do but she's there for me whenever and however i need her she's absolutely an integral part of my team right just tell me a little bit more about her her life. Um, what was she trained for a job? Was she what was her career? Just a little she's, bit more about that. She's been in and and 
still is in education. She was a, a teacher for many, many, many years in elementary school and has moved up into the administration uh, in elementary education. And she's been doing that now for about 18 or 19 years. Prior to that, she was a housewife and, and mother and volunteered at schools with the kids when they were growing up. And, and from that, she got her love of, of education and, and decided to go into teaching for her own self. Uh, now she's in that administration area of the school as a campus instructional specialist is what we have down here as one of the administrators. So she's, and she works, gosh, she works hard. She'll do things during the day. And then again, uh, she'll still bring home and have hours of work to do at home every day. So she's a, a strong worker at school and she's certainly, uh, and still takes the time to, to help, help me and work with me. So just a very quick summary back from me to you. Your wife has two jobs. One is what I'll call her day job in education, and the other is the rest of the time where she's your caregiver. That's right, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, great story. Now, we're going to take um, the short break. This is where I always say we have to pay our rent, so we'll do that now, and we're going to come back and discuss much more of the things that you've mentioned. So we'll take the break now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley. My guest is Tim Manson. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio. Please stay with us. We will be back. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Ready for a unique two-show-in-one package? Check out Life's Journey with Tim Manson, the 7-Minute Motivator. On the one part, we're all about changing minds, one heart at a time. Tim will show you how to overcome struggles in your life and come out winning as Tim is overcoming his struggle with MS. On the flip side, Tim will show you how the power and spirit of the horse and equine-assisted learning programs can inspire and empower you to take that winning edge to a new level. It really is two shows in one. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning in to the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America empowerment we're on facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on facebook at voice america empowerment you are listening to family caregivers unite with dr gordon atherley if you have any questions or comments about our program please address them by email to doc G at FamilyCaregiversUnite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at FamilyCaregiversUnite.org. 
Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week. Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Tim Manson. Our topic is my wife, my family caregiver for my MS. Now, Tim, let's talk about the challenges that MS creates for persons living with it and for their family caregivers. But we're using you as the one who's going to um, describe those challenges that you've experienced by way of illustrating them. So my first question to you is, what are the most challenging of the physical and emotional challenges that MS, the MS creates for you personally? Tim? The biggest challenge for me physically is, gosh, there are several things, but walking is probably the most challenging uh, and, and balance. I've, I've got some pretty, pretty poor balance and it's a good thing our furniture is close together in the house because I'm always bouncing off of one piece of furniture or another. But those are the two issues that uh, really greatly affect me and, and strength, loss of strength in my left side, left arm. But the, the challenge of walking longer distances and staying on my feet for longer periods has really gone down from when the EMS first began. From the emotional side, you know, it, it's remembering all the things that I used to love to do. Uh, believe it or not, I used to ride bulls in rodeo. And I used to be a rodeo clown. Uh, certainly can't do that anymore, although I, I do try to ride horses as much as I can. But I used to be a big runner. Uh, we used to go on a lot of hiking and camping trips. And not being able to do those things, recognizing that I just can't walk like I used to, that's the biggest emotional challenge for me. And God bless her, my wife knows that and, and certainly supports me and, and lets me know that it's okay that we can't do those things as we used to do together anymore. We just find other things to do. Would you go so far as to say that when you're looking back on the things that you could do, you used to do in the past, is that creating in you a kind of sense of loss? Uh, and is it the sense of loss that generates the emotional problem for you? Absolutely. It's, it's a sense of loss. It's a sense of, of going past things that, are no longer within within your reach, really, uh, knowing that uh, the strength that you had, I can't even, I don't even have the strength to pick up my grandchildren now. Uh, someone else has to do that and set them in my lap, so I'm sitting down. I can't hold them while I'm standing or I'm liable to fall down. So those kinds of things, are, it's really a, really a big loss. Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you, what the most challenging of the challenges are that the MS you live with creates for your wife as your family caregiver. What are those challenges, Tim? Well, again, it, it really stems from my challenges of balance and walking. Last year, I, for example, I, I fell and broke my arm pretty severely, and her care really doubly increased dramatically after that because not only did she have to help me with the MS, she really had to help me with the broken arm, uh, physical therapy with that, both uh, in-house and, and, and out. Uh, so she was 
even more of a caregiver than usual. And then, of course, she worried about leaving me alone when she had to go back to work uh, with that broken arm in a, in a cast for about six weeks. She, she worries about the possibility of falls and uh, not only mental lapses with questions and, and things like that, but fugues as well. When I'll, There's been a couple of occasions when I've been driving and, and just forgot where I was. Uh, for a brief period of time until I finally realized it. So those are the kinds of things that, that, that worry her. Uh, insurance issues are a big worry. Money uh, has been a big worry for her. Uh, as, as, I get, as I said earlier, she's the primary breadwinner now. now. Her cost of insurance, for example, at her school, for her alone is only $45. But you add me to her policy at school, and it raises it by an additional $600 every month coming out of her paycheck. So those are the kinds of challenges that really uh, she takes on over and above helping me with my physical challenges. And they are challenges of a kind that cause worry and concern for your wife as the family caregiver. That's right, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Sure are. Now, I want to ask you... um, Still the question about the most challenging of the challenges and it challenges that are created by the MS. But the focus is the quality of life for you and your wife. What are the challenges that the MS creates for what you would regard as the quality of life for you both, you and your wife? Tim? Well, as I mentioned previously, there are things that we can't do anymore because of my physical abilities. Uh, We used to go dancing and certainly can't do that anymore. She'd be picking me up off the dance floor without ever ever drinking anything. We used to be really big in the outdoor activities of hiking and and camping and things like that, and and we can't do that anymore. And I know she misses that. uh, You know, taking walks together or or hiking or or biking together, uh, these are some of the things that we can't do. She could certainly still do them, but doesn't because I'm not there as her partner to do them with her. It takes me longer to do things, so she has to take that in consideration. And, and when she's back planning to do things, she has to factor in more time in, in everything that we do. So those are some of the quality of life issues that I know she has to face. Do you both... Um react to these challenges by adjusting your lives your the way in which you do things and the things that you actually do and are you in that process of adjustment able to find replacements things that you do that encourage you to be together that you enjoy together and that um, bring some kind of compensation for the losses that you've had what do you say to that Tim? You know, life goes on, and you either are on your way or you're in your way. And my wife understands that as well. Uh, As time has gone on, the MS is just part of life now. And it's almost difficult to remember when I didn't have MS with that. So, yes, we've, we've compensated. While we can't do the outdoors things, we do things here in the house. You know, we'll... We'll play games, we'll play cards, or we'll just sit together and talk or watch television together. So we're still always together. It's not like 
either one of us wants to go out somewhere and and be away from the other. So it's it's just a matter of still being with each other after 35 years of marriage. Uh, that and that compensates for everything. As long as she's in my life and and hopefully I'm in her life, then everything else well really doesn't matter. So the adaptations that you're making together and that you're making individually are changing your relationship but not harming it. That is to say, you're still together. Um, You're still working as a team, but the things that you work together on um, are different. Now, the question I want to ask you that arises from that is that do those things that you're doing together, that you enjoy doing together, do they have any kind of compensation in the sense to you both, in the sense that there's hope, there's caring, and there's a feeling that this is the right thing to be doing? What do you say to that? Well, sure. Being together, there's always hope, and she gives me that hope. But there are times, Gordon, of course, that that a person... Uh, does get down and, and I've been depressed and and concerned with all the money issues that are really well I don't want to say my fault per se but it's it's a result of my situation and I know it's causing her worry but she always picks me up not only physically but emotionally and, and mentally and tells me it's okay uh, that life will go on and as long as we're together we can we can face any problem that comes our way so it, it's if anything the ms has brought us certainly closer together yeah and i sense in what you're saying uh, a degree of optimism that is to say your wife is saying to to you and i'm paraphrasing what you just said and that is as long as we're together she's saying we'll cope with whatever the world brings us or whatever's thrown at us by nature and that kind of thing uh, have i got that right Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So this is something then that um, I'm assuming now that you talk to other people with MS about, or do you? I mean, are you in discussion with other people with MS? I, I do. I talk to folks. There's a couple of MS support groups locally here that, that uh, I've gone to. I've spoken to other uh, MS groups, and one of, the, of course, the biggest things that I talk about is, is having a partner to help you with, if not a spouse or significant other, someone to be there for you when you need when you need help. It's this is a thing that a person really shouldn't go through alone, and that partner makes all the difference, both physically and emotionally. So, in other words, that sense of being together combines. And this sounds a bit obvious, the sense of being alone. But it's much more than that, isn't it? It's that sense of uh, facing challenges and dealing with them and finding substitutes for things that you couldn't do before as the teamwork that I'm saying, I hear that you've so well established the pair of you in facing this MS, a difficult disease. That's right, isn't it? Absolutely, it is. It's, it's, uh, it's the teamwork of us working uh, together through this and being able to to look MS in the eye and saying, okay, give me your best shot because we're here to to help and protect. You know, those marriage vows of 
of till death do us part and in sickness and in health. Uh, my wife certainly takes that to heart. Yeah. Now, on that point, we'll go for the break uh, once more. Um, so we'll take it now. This is Dr. Gordon Adley, and my guest is Tim Manson. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio. Please stay with us. We will be back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in to the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week. Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Tim Manson. Our topic is my wife, my family caregiver for my MS. Now, Tim, I want to talk about the ways in which your wife, your family caregiver, helps overcome the challenges that MS creates for you both. You've already said in the previous segment a good deal about how you overcome these, but I want to go in rather more detail into some of the things you've talked about. Um, So first off, my first question is, please tell us about the ways in which your wife, as your family caregiver, helps you overcome the most challenging of the physical and emotional challenges. In other words, Perhaps you could give us some examples specifically of the way in which she helps you through 
the physical and the emotional challenges. Tim? First and foremost, I know she's always there for me. Uh, but she's not too close. She's not uh, trying to overmanage me or uh, trying to do everything for me. She's always encouraging me, in fact, to, to try it and do more things on my own. She's always telling me, pick up your foot because I've got a, a pretty severe foot drop in my left foot. And, and just little things like that. She's my cheerleader. Uh, she doesn't let me sit and wallow in, in self-pity or depression. She keeps my spirits up. Even though she's tired uh, from work, uh, she comes home and, and her job starts once again with me after she gets done doing things for her work. So she's just uh, always in my corner. Uh, if, I, if I fall, she's there to pick me up. If I fall mentally, she's there to perk me up. So it's it's... Uh, I know she's always there in my corner. Would you be willing to say that that her doing that with obvious success is, if not a comfort to her, then at least a feeling of, as you would probably have said in the military, duty carried out. That is, she's doing what she feels she must do, but also drawing satisfaction that she's doing it well and in the best possible way. Would you say that? I think so. Uh, you know, marriage, in a, in a sense, marriage is a duty, but it's a duty that's, that's born out of love and, and compassion for the other person. And, and that's, if anything, that's certainly what I feel from her. Right. Now, next question. Um, it's the same sort of question, but it's all about the way in which your wife, as your family caregiver overcomes the most challenging of the challenges for her in caring for you as you live with MS. And as I said before, you've already mentioned some of these, but let's go into a bit more detail. What are the challenges that she has to overcome in caring for you? Please start by giving us an example. Fatigue, I guess, is the biggest thing for her. As we've mentioned, she comes home from work uh, and is and certainly tired from that, but she knows she can't stop. Uh, there are things that, that she helps me with. Sometimes it's it's a matter of, of getting dressed even for me or, or doing something with, with clothing or uh, pulling boots on or, or things like that. Uh, she is always there and, and encouraging. And for herself, you know, she has other friends that she talks to and uh, on Facebook or on uh, some of the, the word games that she plays with friends and of course friends at, at work uh, she has people that she knows that she can talk to her, her best friend from her high school and college days so she's she knows that even aside from me that she's not alone and I think that's a important thing that anyone who's a caregiver needs to develop is that support team for themselves uh, aside from the person they're giving support to or care to let me go a little bit further with that one. Um, sometimes family caregivers need respite or respite, however people say it. That is, they need a rest from their duties. Um, and they, there's always the risk that if they don't get the rest, um, their health, their morale may suffer. Um, would you call your wife's 
visits with, discussions with, meetings with her friends um, part of a respite, or would you see respite as something else? No, that's that's certainly part of it, and I think the biggest part of it. You know, she'll go out and, and have massages as well uh, for herself and things like that. But I think being able to talk to someone else about what we're going through is probably the biggest res- respite of all that she could possibly have. Is that the function of the support group um, or support groups that she's involved with? That is sharing experiences with other people um, and going through that kind of discussion. Is that what you're talking about when you just answered that point? Right. Yeah. The, you know, knowing that, that people are, are either in or have been in the same or similar situations or, or just someone with a shoulder to lean on. Uh, in the case of her closer friends. So, yeah, sharing those details with others as a sounding board, you know, what are the best practices that one person has done that might help someone else, I think is a, is a big, big help for her as a caregiver. Now, I'm going to ask you a related question, but in a somewhat different way, and it's this, that um, family caregivers um, who have walked down the road, a long way down the road of family caregiving for a particularly difficult condition, um, sometimes, as it were, stop, pause, look over the shoulders, see somebody who's starting out on the road, that's new to the road, and holds out a hand to help them. Is your wife therefore, and this is the kind of metaphor I used, but is your wife in her focus group giving a hand to others who perhaps are newer on the road than you both are? Is that something she talks about? Absolutely. Uh, you know, she's, she did that as a military spouse when there were new military wives coming on board, and she certainly does that uh, in this situation as well for those folks that, uh, because there wasn't anybody for us then when we started. There was, we had to kind of do everything on our own. There was no support groups at that time that we could latch on to. So, yes, it's the giving back of what's been given that, she's, that she also does. Very powerful point, that, isn't it, the giving back? Um, Tim, now, this is a, also a question about your wife and the way... Um, as your family caregiver, she overcomes challenging, challenging, challengings that the MS creates. But the particular focus now is the well-being and quality of life for you both. Um, well-being, I'm using that to mean that notwithstanding the challenges and notwithstanding the times when things do start to get you down, nevertheless, there's a, the overall sense is of well-being and that the overall sense of your quality of life for you both um, is okay. It's, it's working out. It's working out perhaps better than you originally thought it might when this thing first over, overtook you. Now, first of all, what I, has what I've just said been applicable to you? That is to say... Um, the quality of life and well-being for you both. Is it right to say you're doing okay with that, first off? Yeah, we're, we're doing okay. You know, as I've 
said, as long as we're together, wherever we're at, whatever we're doing, then we know we're going to be okay. Right. Now, let's talk about well-being. I've defined it in my way, but how would you define well-being for you and your wife in the situations that, situation that you're now in with that MS? How would you define well-being? Well, I think one of the things that we define well-being as is the ability to communicate with each other and, and, to, and the willingness to communicate even in those situations where we're uh, not particularly happy about something uh, with either one of us. Uh, but we're we know that we're free to to talk about that. Well-being also takes on the the specter of of what can we do to make things safer for at, at least for me in the house. Uh, and and she took it on herself to install uh, a double set of banisters in our stairway when we didn't have any. And uh, she she installed handles in the in the shower for me to use there. So I think. Knowing that things are safer for me is a point of her own mental well-being for herself to know that, that we've at least, as, as you might baby-proof a house for toddlers, we've, we've MS-proofed the house for me. So that's kind of a, a well-being course. <laughs> I still fall and I still have those situations, but we've reduced as much as we can. Uh, which I think helps her well-being. Yeah, very good. Now, it's the same thing. What does quality of life mean for you both? You know, that's that's a hard question. Quality of life, you know, we used, there are things that we used to do, certainly, that we can't do. But the quality of life is the biggest thing, I think, is as long as we're together and as long as we're encouraging one another and and helping one another along this, this journey that we're on through life, this this fork in the road that we've had to take. Uh, as long as we're together, then life can't do anything against us. Uh, when we're not together is when the quality of, of our lives go down, at least certainly for me. Uh, and I can't imagine life without her, even just without the MS. So I, I think the quality of our lives is being able to adapt to whatever it is life throws at us and, and we adapt best when we're together that's a very powerful important and optimistic message to family caregivers and their family members with MS that you've reached that point where the quality of life uh, is something that not, has not has done more than survived it's actually doing well notwithstanding everything else. That's right, isn't it? It's a good message, and it's a message that's worth sharing. That's right, isn't it? That, that, that's right, absolutely. Yeah. Now, we are going to go into the break, um, and uh, because it's that time, and then we'll come back to looking at the future uh, and what, we, what you and others would like to do. So we'll get to that in a moment, but here's the break. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley. My guest is Tim Manson. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio. Please stay with us. We will be back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
It's time to empower our kids so they can make the best decisions now and later in life. Listen for I Am For Kids Radio with host Mark Papadis. Mark is the founder of the I Am For Kids Foundation, which is a recognized 501c3 charity committed to revolutionizing elementary education in the U.S. Our show helps kids, teachers, and parents to realize the power of identity and help each of us decide who we are and our place in the world. I Am For Kids Radio is heard live Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's D-O-C, the letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Don't forget, you can catch new episodes of our program twice every week, Mondays on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Tim Manson. Our topic is my wife, my family caregiver for my MS. So, Tim, let's talk about what more you would like to do and to see done to bring more help to family caregivers like your wife who are caring for family members with MS. So, first question, what more would you like to do to bring more help to family caregivers caring for family members with MS. Tim? Well, one of the things, like you, I've, I've got my radio show on the Voice America Impairment Channel, and that's a great outlet for MS-related information, and I think it's a, an important venue for the MS community as a whole. Uh, and we certainly need sponsorships to continue that work. So there's a place where family caregivers can come and, and listen to the stories of others and how they're coping with, with their MS for them to, to get ideas there. I'd, I'd like to bring more research and information to the light, particularly when it comes to nutrition with MS and stem cell research for, for folks to, to understand about. Uh, we certainly want to share stories of, of just the average individuals who are out there overcoming MS to show them and their caregivers alike that you know they're not alone. Uh, no one is alone with this disease. If they just reach out a hand, there's always going to be someone that'll that'll grab hold and, and pull them up. And I'd like to get more information out to the public about the use of service animals for people with MS. I know a friend of mine that, that uses a Great Dane. Uh, she has a lot of mobility issues, and, and it's just a phenomenal animal that she has. And, and, and dogs, not only as mobility animals and other animals, can be a great assistance uh not only for patients with MS, but for the caregivers as well. They provide that other 
friend, that other voice, that other entity that they can talk to and share their feelings with. So those are some of the things that, that I'd like to see uh, and, and like to help bring about. Right. Please give us the name of your talk show on Voice America so our listeners can find it. That's Life's Journey with Tim Manson, the 7-Minute Motivator, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Got it. Thank you. And um, let's all listen to you talking and you asking the questions. <laughs> now, next question is, what more would you like to see done by healthcare and social systems to bring more help to family caregivers caring for family members with MS? What should healthcare and social systems do more, do you think? I'd, I'd like them to recognize and accept, particularly for insurance funding, more of the newer ideas and treatments, such as, for example, in the MS community, there's something called a walk-aid for MS patients, which is an electrical stimulation device that attaches to a person's leg to help you with foot drop. But the thing costs $5,000, and insurance doesn't cover that. So I'd certainly like them to, to recognize those kinds of advances in the field and take care of those uh, to, to help provide a, a system of relief for caregivers and let them know that they're not alone. I know the MS, National MS Society has a, uh, a couple of camps called Camp Can Do where a lot of MS folks and their caregivers come, but unfortunately they're, they're small and they're not well-funded and not everyone can attend because they just can't accept everyone that wants to attend. So to, to be able to provide assistance to organizations like that to, to better give those uh, MS patients and caregivers some relief, some stress relief to get out and, and be with other folks with the same situation in a, in a great environment to have a lot of fun together. Right. I'd, I'd like the healthcare and insurance industries and the social systems to, to work together to assist folks with MS and the caregivers uh, with other with not only MS but other diseases when they fall into that category of pre-existing conditions you know we don't want a hand out but sometimes we need a hand up to uh, assist us with that and, and that pre-existing condition situation can really put a crimp in our situations financially as, as I mentioned earlier, it, it costs $600 a month out of my wife's paycheck just just for me. So those are some of the things that I'd like to see happen with the healthcare and social systems. Do you, um, as it were, advocate those kind of things on your talk show? Are those the kind of topics that you uh, raise with the audiences and the, your co-guests and your guests on the show? Those things that you would like to see done? Yes, we've we've talked about those things and and providing some some insights with into uh, into stem cell research and, and nutrition and things like that and, and healthcare uh, certainly on on my show. Right now, this is the last question, um, and it's this: What's your message to your, to your wife, your family caregiver, and other wives like her? What's your message, Tim? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is, please don't leave me. <laughs> but, but seriously, please know, oh, please know that you're appreciated by me more than you realize, and you're appreciated for other caregivers out there by that person you're taking care of. They may not say it with words, and maybe they can't say it with words, but please know that they do. Uh, even though they 
may not be able to show it all the time. Uh, I, you know, the message from my wife is that I, I certainly couldn't do this without her. And I know others with debilitating diseases that need their caregivers and are that appreciative as well. Those of us who need caregivers do know how much harder it is for them and how much harder their lives are. Uh, and we would take this burden away from them if we could, but they've chosen to accept the burden and to carry it on their shoulders as if they're, as if they're carrying us on their shoulders. And, and they're doing that willingly. And, and God bless them. We certainly appreciate that. Together. It's together as partners the patient and the caregiver, that we can overcome any adversity that life can throw our way. That's the key. Very good. Now, do you feel that family caregivers, like your wife, get sufficient recognition for what they do? Do they want further recognition? Some people do, some people don't. What do you think about more and better recognition? Is there some way in which family caregivers, such as your wife, could get recognition for what they're doing. What do you think? Well, if you ask my wife, I know she would say that, that she doesn't need any recognition, that, that it's, it's her job. It's part of her job description to help me, that, that better for worse in sickness and in health situation. But uh, I wish there were ways. I know the National MS Society this last year did have a situation where they were encouraging people to write in about their caregivers uh, and and to give them kudos in that regard so at least they could they could see where someone was appreciating them in writing and I think they were going to give some prizes to to some of the of the better stories that people wrote in so if other organizations like that can do something like that you know just on an annual basis or something I know they they have recognition for volunteers and organizations like that but you know the caregivers they're the big volunteers, and they don't get nearly as much recognition as they should, in my opinion, although I think anyone who is a true caregiver like my wife is would say, I don't need it as long as, as, long as I recognize her, and then uh, that's all that she needs. It's part of the job. So, But I, I sure wish that there were other ways that could be done. What about things like... Um recognizing family caregivers generally as heroes. That is that recognition of people who've gone beyond the normal call of duty of marriage or something else and have just carried on despite everything. Does that fit? Would that be the basis for recognition of family caregivers generally? What do you think? I, I think so. That's that's certainly a, a, a big area with especially when it's a husband-wife team or, or a child and a parent, something like that, they could certainly need that recognition in those ways. Good. Now, unfortunately, and I say this carefully, we've come to the end of this episode now. Uh, so I want to say, Tim, and to your wife, whose name I don't know, thank you very much for giving all of us some sense of first of all what it all means to live with MS as a team where the team is devoted to the caring um, and what it means to be together confronting something where my previous 
profession isn't able to offer very much in the way of hope for cure and those kinds of things. So that means that the caring that you do, all of you, um, and the caring and the cooperation become crucial in quality of life, uh, in well-being, as well as avoiding falling over and things of that nature that you've so well talked about. So, Tim, thank you, and thank you to you both. And I, I know that what you're saying is going to be very helpful to others. Now, I want to say thank you also to our listeners. We'd like to hear your comments on this episode. And from our listeners, I'd like to hear about ideas for topics or if you're interested in being a guest on the show. Our next episode will be Fitness for Busy Family Caregivers. Please join us. Same time, same spot on the internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again twice every week, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until the next show, we hope our programs help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. Hopeful.